0: Welcome to the first missions Sunday that we've ever had. We hope to do this annually from here forward. It only made sense for our first missions Sunday to dedicate this to Steve Marshall, who was our founding pastor and also the chief architect of our entire missions program as it stands even to this day. Steve was a one-man missions team. Uh, he believed that it was our goal to, and it was our goal given by Jesus to make disciples of all nations, and that every single person had a mission, and we had to just had we had to just simply. Uh, Tell that story, get out there, do that work to be done. And we all had a role to play in that mission as we go forward. So uh, today we replace Steve Marshall with seven of us. So there are two elders, Todd LePage and myself are on the missions team. Uh, Noni Nisley, who was Steve's helper and, and partner all the way through is on our team. Lee Marshall's on our team, uh, as well as Steve Hansen and Jim Gross, and Jim Gross is our newest member and also put this whole thing together today. So thank you to Jim for the tireless work that needed to be put into this. And then Chris Dorfler was on our team from the beginning, an integral part of what we did until he went home to be with the Lord just a, a, a few weeks ago. So, uh, you know, our goal is to get the, the Word of God to people around the world. And as you're going to see today, we—I the purpose of this is to introduce you to all of our ministry partners. We have local ministry partners, we have international ministry partners, uh, and so you can get a sense just by visually seeing what Mission View is doing even at this point in time. our our local. And we also, I also want to throw out to our our sending church, Maranatha. Nate Kurzak is here. He leads the missions effort there. Uh, And we share a lot of missionaries between our two churches. We've actually been able to collaborate with our sending church for a lot of the missionaries that we're serving today. So it's a beautiful thing that we're able to do. Our goal as a team is not to be an inch deep and a mile wide. We want to go deep and we wanna have a meaningful relationship with a fewer number of missionaries. We wanna put enough time, energy, prayers, and people there to where something actually changes. We actually make a difference. So you'll see in our our local ministry partners, Refuge of Hope, Tim O'Neill is out there, North Canton Cares Pantry, Jeff Dayton, Pregnancy Choices, Chad Sally and uh, ICU Mobile, uh, Greg Van Buskirk and their team, and they have a, a mobile unit out in the parking lot, so I hope you stop and see them on your way out and stop at these tables. Overseas, you're going to see we, we have missionaries in Thailand, Turkey, Tajikistan, South Asia, Africa, Myanmar, Cambodia, Guatemala, Haifa, Israel, Cambodia, again, Emola, Italy, Central Asia, Los Bordos, Guatemala, Mazatlan, Mexico. So Mission View has a reach around the globe uh, and mostly trying to get to people who have not heard the two words, Jesus Christ, before in their life. So. Uh, I want you to stop and see those people. And then Daniel, why don't you come out here for a minute? We have the privilege of Daniel Lofny, who's part of our, our own ministry here. Daniel has uh, been in the Ignite, uh, been there with, with Adam and the Ignite uh, group a couple different times. And he's going to intern uh, with uh, shoulder-to-shoulder this summer for two months. And so we're going to send him out as we pray. And I want to pray for our, our ministry, pray for our offering uh, and then, of course, pray for Daniel as we go. So uh, let's uh, bow with me, Lord. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your provision in so many ways. Uh, we just want to tell you that we love you. We thank you for the fact that you've called us to work along with you, alongside you, around the world, and we appreciate the opportunity to be involved. We pray for every one of our ministry partners here locally and abroad that you would give them wisdom you give them doors of utterance you give them open opportunities to minister to the people around them that your word would go out and that you'd be glorified in the world around us we we pray for Daniel Lofney as we send him out lord i pray that you'd fill him with your spirit i pray that you'd work in him empower him protect him help him to know that he's loved by his church that he's supported by his church that he's sent out by his church lord and i just uh, pray that you'd bring fruit that remains to the work that he does and i pray for our offering today Lord, I just ask that uh, you would provide bountifully for us as we try to partner with missionaries around the world to, to improve and increase their ability to multiply disciples around the world. Lord, we just want to thank you for all these things in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Daniel. Don't forget we also have a prayer guide that you can get in the, in the uh, auditorium when you're done. I, I want to uh, uh, invite uh, Jeff Dayton to come join us for a minute here. And uh, Mr. Thurman, where are you at? Come on, come on up here. Josh Thurman, come on. And uh, so we want to talk about North Canton Cares Pantry. Uh, and uh, everywhere in Mission View, we have ministry, we have somebody at our church that is a liaison to the local ministry. Jonathan is the, the, Josh is the liaison to North Canton Cares Pantry from Mission View Church. So he works, he's on their board, he does a lot of work there, a lot of you volunteer there. And Jeff Dayton, uh, I just we wanted to have you and, and just give, you a, give us an idea of what your mission is and tell us how things work at North Canton Cares Pantry.
1: Thank you so much, Pat. Uh, I just wanna say there's this huge thanks we have to Mission View. When I first came to the Summit Church, uh, the first person that Pastor Tom introduced me to was a guy named Steve Marshall. And uh, what a heart he had that resonated with us. And uh, so when it came the opportunity for the school system to partner with our church, we thought, you know what? The other church that needs to partner with us, that loves the community as much as we do, is Mission View. And that's what happened. So uh, I, it was great being here this morning to see all the faces that we recognize that have helped us out over the last two years. Uh, and it's so it's a it's a great ministry. We brought Josh on board. He's part of our board of directors um, And we're here just to love and be the hands and feet of North Canton uh, I don't know if you realize just the, the neighbors who might be sitting Next to you at home in, in the house next to you there may be struggling and we're here to help and provide for those folks um, And that's what we do we uh, we have a great opportunity to love and be the hands and feet of Christ. And uh, we went from serving in a grocery store style before COVID, serving 40 families. COVID hit and we decided to serve weekly and we hit the Chick-fil-A drive-through style. We're all outside now. Um, And we went from serving 40 families one week to 150 families every single week because we started serving every single week.
0: We're really thankful.
1: And the one thing we've been blessed with every single week, my, my, my team always looks at me like, are we going to have enough volunteers? I'm like, we always have enough. God sends us the right people every single week. And God has been so gracious to us in providing for us. Before COVID, we didn't have a dime in the bank. We were being funded basically through Summit. And now God has richly provided a team, treasurer, everything. And God has blessed us above what we could ever ask or think. And we are so grateful. The thing that I'm excited about, if you could pray for us about, uh, before COVID hit, I was getting ready to start an open Bible study to introduce people to Christ and faith and the Bible, and then we were just about to invite everybody in, then COVID hit, um, and we're looking forward to getting that starting again, because it is, it's a, it's a mission opportunity for us to build relationships with people Love them through the gospel and then teach them why we do this. Why, why do I have this heart of compassion? Why is it everybody, when you drive through our line, says I love you and welcome and thank you for coming? It's because we genuinely love and we care for people. Okay. We'd love for you to stop back be a, visit us. I got two different cards. One is if you want to volunteer. It's a great opportunity for young families. We have a lot of kids that just absolutely go bonkers and love volunteering with us. If you grab the white one, we can help you too. If you don't even live in a North Canton, that's fine. We're here to serve your church family, and we're reaching out to as many as
0: we can, Pat. All right. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate your time. Thank you. If you guys have any questions, this guy can help you because he's, uh, he's not hard to miss, and he's here every single week. And, he, and also, Jim Gross serves in this ministry uh, regularly and is exceptionally excited about the work that they're doing there. So thanks for what you're doing in North Canton. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, And uh, Carl Ralston, Carl, would you come up and see us for a minute? When we said we're going to feature uh, in in honor Steve Marshall today, we had people from around the world that all wanted to come here. We could hardly keep them from coming. I told Carl, don't come. So he said, I'm coming anyways. Uh, and Carl is with Remember New and uh, Remember New is a, a ministry he'll describe a little bit to us, but we have a remember New Home Mission View has been involved in this from the beginning. Steve Marshall was on the board of Remember New. They're doing great work in Thailand on our behalf and then around the world in other places. So why don't you come and tell us uh, what a little bit about your ministry? And Thank you, sir. Present to us. Greetings.
2: It's great to be here this morning and celebrate the first Mission View mission Sunday. Uh, it's a great honor. Uh, Remember New is one of your partners, and we work to prevent children from entering the sex trade around the world in 16 countries with over 100 homes. Your founding pastor, Pastor Steve Marshall, and I met in October of 1991, when I had just accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior uh, a month before I turned 30. Uh, I immediately asked Steve if he would disciple me, But we got off to a pretty rough start. The first thing he did was said, if you'll memorize uh, Philippians 2, 1 through 11, then I'll think about it. And I had never memorized a verse. I didn't grow up in the church. So that was a rough start. Then after he said yes, he told me we will meet at 6 a.m. every week. My wake-up time was 10 a.m. So not too cool. But... uh, Because of Steve's love and stuff, I owe much of who I am in Christ because of Steve Marshall. He really did come alongside me and help me understand things that I would never have understood. I don't think I'm exaggerating to say that Steve Marshall truly was one of the finest men I've ever met in my life. I can't think of somebody that is more finer than Steve was. He was an amazing man. My wife and I, Lori, thought so much of him and Leanne that we asked them to be the godparents to our only daughter, and they agreed. Steve helped me form Remember New. He was, one of, he was on their original board, and he stayed on that board until the day he passed away. He was vice president of Remember New. And my friend, Steve, had four compartments in his heart that were major ones that I was aware of. First, to God then to his family, then to loving others as Jesus loved them in missions. In light of everything that I've just said, Lori and I wanted to do something to honor Steve, and so we decided to start two new children's homes in Thailand, and they'll be called the Steve Marshall Homes for Children. Um, Thank you. Probably more than 100 children in Thailand still remember Steve and uh, things he did for them and the ways he loved them. Uh, you may be wondering how you could help in that. We'll need 15, uh, we'll have 15 children in those two homes and we need sponsors. You can be a parent, sibling or grandparent sponsor. And also we need to open some other homes if you're interested in that. it's. $7,500 to start a new home in Thailand. You could see us at the table. My wife and I will be back there after the service. And I just wanna thank all of you at Mission View for everything you're doing to further the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thank you. Thanks, Carl. Thank you,
0: brother. I think uh, Pastor Matt, I think Pastor Matt's gonna come up and we're gonna get started. Craig, would you come up and uh, join us?
3: Good morning, Mission View. Great to see you all here this morning. Uh, My name is Matt Halp. I'm the lead pastor here at Mission View Church. If this is your first time here uh, on a Sunday morning, you came on a great Sunday morning. So this is Mission Sunday, and we're getting to see and hear about all the amazing work that we get to be a part of all around the world. So just a great Sunday to be here. I get the pleasure of introducing uh, Craig Peters, who's with Equip Ministries. Many of you who you know have been with Mission View for a long time know Craig because Craig was the interim uh, pastor between Steve and I. And so um, over the time I've been here, it's been great to get to know Craig and hear about his heart for ministry. And I remember visiting the first time uh Mission View Church while me and my wife were praying about moving here, and Craig happened to be preaching. And I, the first thing I asked uh, after service was over and I was meeting uh, with a couple of the elders, I said, why don't you just hire that guy? He's really good, you know, and uh, just, just a phenomenal preacher, uh, a phenomenal heart for Jesus, and uh, not only do we get to hear him preach, we get to partner with him in ministry, equip ministries. I'm sure he'll talk about it, but equipping pastors all over the world, third, uh, third world countries, giving them training, biblical training, so that they can take the Word of God forth in these third world countries. Let's give a, a warm Mission View welcome to Craig Peters this morning. Thank
4: you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Well, good morning, Mission View. What an incredible day to be on mission with God. Amen? Uh, You and I have a great opportunity in front of us. You walk in the lobby, you go onto the homepage of Mission View, and you will see this statement. Everybody has a mission. Can we say that together? Everybody has a mission. A mission. Now, my mission may look different than your mission, but if you are a believer in Christ, every single one of us has a mission that will be used and can be used for the glory of God. I just returned from the Dominican Republic this week, where I had the great opportunity to be able to speak to 120 pastors from Costa Rica, um, from uh, Bolivia, the DR, and Haiti, And they all want training in the area of doctrine, Bible study methods, discipleship, uh, ongoing. It is absolutely incredible. I leave Tuesday, or I should say uh, Matt Young and I leave Tuesday to go to Guatemala where we will spend a week training over 110 pastors. Some of them you'll see here, they walk up to two to three hours to get to an equipped training. And uh, they have a hunger and a thirst for God's Word Uh, We provide materials in their own language, and we are uh, providing uh, insight, Uh, we are uh, providing Bible study methods, uh, uh, so many different things for them that they can learn and then they can take into their church. We are in Guatemala right now, we are in Moldova, We 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 are in Myanmar, Cambodia, Thailand, and we now have a brand new partner in the Dominican Republic. You'll notice a picture here of the man in the forefront. Uh, his name is Miguel. Figure that, Guatemala, Miguel. And uh, Miguel uh, has a church in a small little town called Tequiz. Uh, I have been there. Some uh, people in our uh, ministry have been there. Uh, small church. Uh, this guy, two, three years ago, couldn't even look at you in the eyes. Extremely shy, very timid. And I thought, this church is going to eat you alive and um, so he could hardly look at you i saw him the end of january when i was in guatemala and because of the equip training that he's receiving and the spirit of god working strongly in his life this man has completely changed there's a confidence that he has and he got up in front of all these pastors and gave testimony of what god is doing through the ministry of equip international And said, I can't go to a Bible college. I can't go to a seminary. But I can come to this training. And it has changed. And my church is growing. And I'm sitting in the front row going, (laughs) you know. This is why we do what we do. Who equips the equipper? And so I want to challenge you this morning with this one thought. What motivates you to get up every day of every week? of every month, throughout every year, and do something or say something that will make an impact not just for today, but for eternity. I think we would all agree that we spend so much of our life and so much of our time on things that don't matter and don't last and don't fulfill. We spend so much of God's time wasting it And there was a time in my life where I said, I will not waste my life. I will not waste my life one more minute. I want to be on mission with God. Everyone has a mission. What are we really doing with the one and only life that the Lord has given us? And so I want to challenge you today. I want to encourage you today to understand and be a part of the tremendous joy and impact you can have in reaching across the border when it comes to world missions. Because life goes by quickly, doesn't it? We, do you remember when you were young? Some of you are like, I don't remember yesterday. You remember when you were young and you thought, I have all the time in the world. Life goes by Quickly. And, and we feel uh, like, like uh, sand going through an hourglass and we find ourselves saying, where did that time go when we should be asking, what did I do with that time that really mattered in life? Consider this, over 80% of our life we will forget, give or take 10%, I can't remember. Remember? Over 80% of our life you will forget, not because it hasn't been good, but because it's been the same. It's routine. I get up, I go to work, I eat a little bit, I come home, I'm exhausted, I go to bed, and I do it again the next day. 80% of our life. That's why David said in Psalm 39.4, Show me, O Lord, my life's end, and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting is my life. And our life is fleeting. James 4.14 says our life is like a what? A mist, a vapor. It's here for one moment, and then it's gone. It's gone. We're not promised tomorrow. We're not even promised all of today. That's why this is so evident this morning in Psalm 90. Meet me, if you would, this morning in Psalm 90. And as you're turning there, let me remind you as we turn to this incredible psalm that this is a psalm of Moses. And Moses is taking inventory of his life. And listen, I think it is critical that we take inventory of our life from time to time. This is a prayer Not about death, but about life and living and purpose. It's asking the question, what significant impact will be made at life's end in my life? How many of you know the phrase, it's not in how you start, but how you what? Oh, that's a dumb saying. It's a dumb saying. I don't know who came up with it. It is extremely important how you start. And it's extremely important how you end. And what you do in between that start and that finish is huge. Because everybody has a mission. And so in Psalm 90, Moses, as he is taking inventory of his life, I'm going to give you three things that Moses is aware of and we should be aware of as we take inventory of our life as well. Look at verses 1 to 3 this morning. It says this, Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You return man to dust and say, return, O man, or child of man. The first thing that we're reminded as we take inventory of our life because life goes by so quickly, is the everlasting nature of God. That we would recognize the everlasting nature of God, that God is supreme, that God is sovereign, that God still, listen, still rules and reigns, that he holds all things together. And Moses, as he sees, and Moses, as he's writing this psalm, this prayer, is saying, Lord, you have always been. You are everlasting. You are the one true consistent thing in my life. You think about the last year and a half. How many things can you say have been consistent except chaos? Masks, no masks. Vaccine, no vaccine. Social distancing, no social distancing plexiglass no plexiglass moses is saying lord in my life you are the one true consistency that i have the eternal nature of god that in the midst of so much going on in our chaotic world we can lean in and trust and the everlasting nature of God. Friends, when we do that, it changes everything about our heart and everything about our perspective. The Hebrew word everlasting. Moses said, Lord, you're from everlasting to what? Everlasting. The Hebrew word means vanishing point. That God is beyond our vanishing point. And yet he is close enough that we can run to him and find safety in his arms this the the name of the lord is a strong tower the righteous run to it and are safe it's in the everlasting arms of god that we find purpose for living my purpose becomes his purpose Uh, my perspective becomes his perspective my plan becomes his plan without embracing the eternal nature of god we will make life about ourselves every single day. If we don't understand the everlasting nature of God and how he is our consistency, we will make life about us. Notice what he says here. He says, before the mountains were born and the earth took form, you are everlasting. His eternal nature extends. It extends backwards beyond the vanishing point, And his eternal nature extends forward into eternity. And then in verse 3 he says, just as one generation rises up, another generation turns to dust. Everything, everything is about him. The question this morning is, what does this have to do with missions? It has everything to do with missions. This becomes a game changer for all of us. When we recognize the eternal nature of God, it is then that we begin to develop a biblical world mindset rather than a secular world mindset. That he is everything to me. And when we have the everlasting nature of God, That saturates our soul. Friends, you will think differently, you will act differently, you will worship differently, because He is a part of everything you do. What this does is it puts us on course to be on mission and to reach across the border. Now, I don't know what reaching across the border looks like for you. Reaching across the border may be reaching across to the people that are on the other side of your street whether it be with the, through a food pantry or an ICU mobile unit or a remember new or pregnancy situation, I don't know what that looks like for you. A reaching across the border may, may be reaching across the pew to somebody else who's hurting and struggling during this time, or it may be going from our own Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the othermost parts of the world. But everyone, every one of us has a say it a mission what is your mission moses is reminding us to regain our focus how quickly we lose our focus today on what really matters we say this as long as you have a pulse you have a purpose so humor me for a second and find your pulse If you can't find your pulse, we have bigger problems at Mission View this morning. Every single one of us in here have a pulse. But not every one of us here has a purpose. And certainly not everyone in here has a purpose that is honoring and glorifying God. What motivates you to get up every day of every week of every month throughout every year? And do something or say something will make an impact not just for today, but for eternity. Moses goes on and he helps us as we're taking inventory of our life in verses 4, 5, 6, and 9 of Psalm 90. It says this, a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by or like a watch in the night, yet you sweep people away. You sweep people away in the sleep of death. They are like the new grass of the morning. In the morning it springs up new, but by evening it is dry and withered. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. Moses is helping us to see, not just to recognize the eternal nature of God, but help us to recognize the brevity of life, the shortness of life. God, forgive us and forgive me, thinking that I would always be around, that I would always have time to get it done. He helps us see the brevity of life. A watch in the night to the Hebrew people was four hours. But we're more familiar with that other phrase, when it says, a thousand years in your sight, Lord, is like a day that is flown by. You sweep men away like a flood in the sleep of death. I have been in Thailand, I have been in Myanmar, I have been in Cambodia during rainy season. And when it rains, friends, it rains. And there is a flood that begins, and if you step out or you fall into that flood, you can be swept away. This is what Moses is talking about. Our life is just swept away. He goes on and he says, You're like grass that is renewed and flourishes in the morning because of the dew. But in the evening, it fades, it withers. It's talking about birth. It's talking about just as How many of you, our grass is high now. It's fresh. It's green. But there comes a point during the heat of the summer, it burns out. Moses is talking about our life and living, but there comes a point where we grow old and weary and withered. The idea is how temporary our lives are and how we will be held responsible for the moments that God gives us. Too many of us think that we have all the time in the world to get it done, to do something. When all is said and done, we have to ask ourselves, was just more said or was more done? I have a friend who got me onto a website called deathclock.org. Have you heard of it? Uh, You you go to deathclock.org, you put in uh, your height, you put in your weight, you put in your age, you hit a button, and it tells you exactly when you're leaving this earth. So get ready. August 15th, 2051, I am leaving this earth. So death clock says. Listen, I don't need deathclock.org to tell me when I'm leaving this earth. There's an appointed time that my creator of the universe who who created the clock, tells me when I am leaving. Our time on earth is so brief. Our life tells a story. You know what? It doesn't just tell a story, it tells our story. So make it a great one. Life is far more than recreating, procreating, making deals, and dying. It is about honoring the one who has rescued us from our sins, redeemed us with his blood, and transformed us through his Holy Spirit. Verse 9 of Psalm 90 is a critical verse. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. How many of you are familiar with the moan? When you get up in the morning... Or you've been playing basketball with guys half your age and you feel like you got a defibrillator strapped to your chest. And you get up the next morning and you go, oh, the moan of life. You've been working outside all day. We feel it. The interesting thing about this word moan is that there are three possible uh, meanings to this word that Moses gives. One is the moan of reflecting back on opportunities that we should have embraced. And how many of us have done that? We play the coulda, shoulda, woulda game. We play the what if game. And there are opportunities that God provides and God brings our way. And and we, we miss out on them with a moan. I should have done that. I should have gone there. I should have had that opportunity. The picture that you see here is in Chiang Rai, Thailand. This is one of the largest prisons in the Chiang Rai region. 4,700 prisoners. 1,000 women, 3,700 men. We had been training pastors and church leaders all week long, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, from sunup to sundown. And Friday was a day that I just wanted to relax because Saturday we were flying back to the States. And our partner in Chiang Rai said, hey, we have an opportunity to go to a prison and share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And my heart said yes, but my body said no. (laughs) And I almost said, you know what, I'm just going to stay back. and, And you guys go ahead and go. I was that close, but I went and we shared the Gospel. And in this picture, there are about 300 men. These men have been in that prison for less than a month. They are scared, they are afraid. All of them are Buddhists. And we share the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The warden is a Buddhist. The warden's wife is a Christian. And she says to her husband, hey, we need to get these guys in here to share the Gospel. That day, 200 of these men raised their hand to receive Jesus Christ for the very first time. For the very first time. And when you do translation work, I share the gospel with them, they raise their hand and through a translator, and you're like, no, they didn't understand it. There can't be 200 people that have raised their hand. So I go through the whole spiel again about the gospel, and they raise their hand. I am so glad I did not miss that opportunity. We now are providing Bibles and discipleship material for every single prisoner there. And those prisoners are coming to know the Lord. But what if we didn't go? What if we didn't go? This is an incredible time for us to be sharing Christ. It's an incredible time for us to be reaching across the border. Reaching across the street, reaching across the pew, reaching across to another county or or to another state, or reaching across to another country. Well, how do we do that? How do we reach across the border? What if Mission View were known as a missions church that did three things? And I think you see the slide coming up. Go, send, and spend. Now, most of us, if we've been in church long enough, we understand the first two. To go. That all of you here, the challenge this morning for all of you here is before you take your last breath, 23,000 breaths a day, before you take your last breath on this earth, go on a short-term missions trip. It will change your life forever. You say, I'm too old. No, you're not. There is a place for you to do missions. Everyone has a mission. Because it does something, it changes your heart, it changes your life forever. You think differently. You never forget it. We're familiar with the send, the send of, of supporting a missionary. There are missionaries that are here today that if they all could stand up, they would give testimony and say, thank you so much for your partnership with us. We cannot do what we do without you. Every single missionary here would say, thank you so much for praying for us. And there will be other missionaries that God will bring into your life who want to go out on the field, and you will send them out as well. And Mission View has done a great, great job of doing that. Go and send. But then there's spend. That God would lay on your heart something that you want to give to Something that captivates your heart in such a way that you say, I have got to give. For me, I support a little boy, Willie Daniel Ortega in Guatemala. I love this little kid, and he's getting older every year. But I support him because God gripped my heart. I want to spend my money on that boy. Maybe it's providing flip-flops for kids in Haiti or the Dominican or providing materials for the pastors and church leaders in Cambodia and Myanmar, in the area of discipleship and doctrine. Maybe it's a water well in Malawi, Africa, that when they dig a water well in Malawi, Africa, the whole community comes out. And when they pump that well for the first time and they see clean water come out of that well, all the ladies go I don't know why they do that, they're just so excited. And then we had the great opportunity to share with them about the living water and people come to know Christ. To be able to spend your money on things that tug at your heart. I, I don't think we can ignore the statement, if not you, then who? If not here, then when? If not now, then why? Two and a half years ago, Equipment Issues International began a project called Go Light a Village. Some of you know what I'm talking about. And we were realizing that when we're going into some of these regions, no electricity, no clean water, and when it gets dark in third world countries, it gets dark. And so when it gets dark, everything shuts down, everyone's in their homes, they might have a small candle, maybe a kerosene lamp, which is dangerous when they have a thatched roof. And so God laid it upon our heart What can we do to give them the light of God's word and a light to read it? And so we begin to supply every single person when we do training a Bible in their own language and a solar-powered light. You put this out for a couple hours in the sun and it stays lit for 10 hours. Now, I don't know how well you can see this, But when there are families that are not able to eat together, spend time in the Word together, see each other after dark, this is huge. Uh, Out on the table, I think I have a picture of, of, uh, this is hanging from a a small little uh, uh, home, and there are 14 orphans that they have adopted. It's the first time these orphans have ever been able to eat together and worship together. And you know what's the best thing about this? I know the light's the best thing. It's got a cell phone charger right on top of here. They don't have clean water or electricity, but they all got cell phones. (laughs) And they can charge your cell phone. The light of God's word and a light to read it for $20. Now, they don't pay $20, but we pay $20. And we're able to hand those out. And it makes a huge difference. We also see this word moan that Moses talks about. We see the moan of regretting. Regretting that we spent so much of our life on sinful and selfish things. And we should have known better. You'll see a picture here. The man to your left is named Sitan Lee. He is one of our partners in Cambodia. It's a great shirt, by the way. And Sitan Lee survived the killing fields. And maybe I've shared this with you before. When Seton Lee walks into an establishment, everyone looks at him and everyone gives him respect because he has survived the killing fields. Over two million people being slaughtered. Seton Lee will share the gospel every chance he gets. And several years ago, Seton Lee went upstairs to an upper room where there was a house church and he was sharing the gospel with these people. The man to your right, this man at one time was a part of the Cambodian mafia. Now I've heard of the Italian mafia, I've heard of the Amish mafia, but I've never heard of the Cambodian mafia. And this man is responsible for killing thousands of people. A drunk beating up his wife every time he drinks to the point of where she is within an eyelash of dying. And there was a time when this man said, I am so tired of this Seton Lee, I am so tired of him sharing the gospel, that I'm going to go and kill him. And he took a machete and he went and found out where Seton Lee was that night in that upper room. And he went and outside of that house was a staircase and he sat halfway up on that staircase and sat there. And when Seton Lee was going to come down, he was going to kill him with the machete. And he is drunk out of his mind. And he sits there, and he hears the gospel for the first time. And he keeps listening. And by the end, that man bows his head with a machete in his hand and receives Jesus Christ as his Savior. The interesting thing is today, those two men work together. Those two men are best friends. God is doing a work in lives of what's going on. And then there's the moan of reality that not only our physical lives eventually grow weary and break down, uh, but that uh, even all of creation itself is moaning and sighing, waiting for the Lord to come and renew the earth again. The brevity of life flies by. What motivates you to get up every day of every week of every month throughout every year and do something or say something that will make an impact not just for today, but for eternity? Here's the third truth that we we get this morning as Moses takes inventory of his life as well as us in verses 10 and 12. It says this, our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures. Yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Friends, here's what I want you to know, and I think this is what Moses, I can't read his mind, but this is what Moses maybe was thinking. Don't have a someday mentality. Have a this day mentality. There's no mystery about it. We only get one life in so many years, and God forgive us for thinking that we would get it done someday. Verse 10. Who, verse 10 tells us the years of our life are 70, or even by reason of strength, 80. Friends, that's a generation there. That's a generation that he's talking about. And then he says, Teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. How do we do this? By assessing, by measuring by taking inventory of our life of what lies ahead, whether it's stateside or overseas. And there was a moment in my life where I took inventory of my life. Three years ago, I'm in Hong Kong working with the underground church in China. There are 90 people that have come out of China to go into Hong Kong. It was safer for them to come into Hong Kong and certainly safer for us to come into Hong Kong. And we spent a full week together with the underground church and I was humbled by the love and passion these people have for the Word. And my cup was so full after that week, it was overflowing. And I am in a hotel room on my knees and I said, Lord... I am thankful that you have me at Maranatha Bible Church. But if you ever want to change that, please, Lord, let me train pastors and leaders throughout this world. And I believe that God answered that prayer before I even got up off my knees that day. That we come to a point that we say, Lord, I don't want to play the someday game. Someday I'm going to take care of my body a little bit more than I do. Uh, Someday I'm going to engage with my wife and kids. Uh, Someday I'm going to really work on that sin that I continue to fall to. Someday I'm going to forgive that person that I've been holding a grudge against for years. Someday I'm going to go on a short-term missions trip. Someday I'm going to share Christ with my coworker, And maybe someday I'll even come to know Christ. And sadly for many, that someday never becomes this day. Moses says, assess wisdom. Oh, may the Lord give us wisdom, a heart of wisdom, knowing what to do, when to do, and how to do it. Let's honor and glorify his great name by reaching across the border, whatever that looks like for you. The great Warren Weirdisby who has gone home to be with the Lord said this, it's not the length of life that counts, it's the depth of life. It's not important how strong we are in ourselves, but how strong we are in God. And friends, I have been learning to no longer do things for God. You're like, what? what?" I learned a long time ago to stop doing things for God, but instead doing things with Him. And that makes all the difference in the world. Because if I'm doing things for God, I don't know if I'm doing too much or too little. But when I do things with Him, there is a connection, there is a partnership that I absolutely love. And we work in tandem with each other. Ephesians 5, 15 and 16 reminds us to redeem the time that we have. I don't know how much time we have left. But Ephesians 5, 15 and 16 says, Be careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Let's consider this for just a moment. What if this were the last year of our life? That gives us roughly 230 days starting now, between now and the end of the year. How will our life change? Who will we reach across to? What would we start over? What would we make right? What would we do different? What would we do if God, what would we do if we were no longer afraid and we went with his purpose in mind? Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Let me just end with this there are some things that are done in a small way that make a huge impact. That card you send to somebody, that could very well be your mission. Uh, that kind word that you give to somebody, small thing, huge impact. We have a partner in Myanmar. We have four partners in Myanmar. And our partner one day went into a very small, small village way out in the bush where the crawdads sing, you know? And, and it was way out there. And they were handing out, and maybe I've shared this with you before, they were handing out those small little Gideon Bibles. You know what I'm talking about? In Burmese, Buddhist community. And the people were coming up grabbing these Bibles and thanking him. And he gave out hundreds of them. He went back a month and a half later. And a man recognized him, walked up to him, and said, Could I have another Bible? And our partner said, well, what did you do with the first Bible that I gave you? He said, I smoked it. He said, you what? He said, yeah, I smoked it. He said, those little pieces of paper are great for rolling up cigarettes. He smoked the whole New Testament. He said, I've heard of people being on fire for the word, but never smoking the word. He said to the man, he said, I'll tell you what, he said, I'll give you another Bible, but you got to promise me you will read it before you smoke it. The man promised. Friends, that man read through the entire New Testament and when he got done, he could not bring himself to tear one page out of it and roll up a cigarette and he came to know Christ as his Savior. Today, that man who was obedient enough to just go and hand out Bibles has a huge impact in that community because of his faithfulness. That man had a mission. Everyone has a mission. What is your mission today? What would God have you do that would motivate you to get up every day of every month of every week of every year and do something? Do something that will make a difference not just for today, but for eternity. Many of you know it's Steve Marshall put missions on the map at Maranatha Bible Church. And praise God when he came here, he put missions on the map at Mission View. Incredible friend who we breed the same ministry together. I want you to hear this morning his heart for you, his heart for missions, his heart for the world. Watch this
5: what would we do largely depends on on what our focus is as a church what our focal point is let me tell you You in mission view what our elders i'm trying to summarize what our elders want to get across what we believe the scriptures are teaching number one we we believe our focal point is that we should be mission driven that we are called to make disciples and that these disciples are to grow in intimacy with God. You've heard that before, haven't you? Have a greater community with one another. You've heard that. And so in turn, they would be commissioned back out so that they could be an influence in the world. That's our mission. Here, let me give you a, a, the latter part of Matthew 28. It says, go and make disciples of all what? Nations. Nations. Of all nations, fact, there's 200 nations in this world. Fact, of those 200 nations, there's 11,000 people groups. Of those 11,000 people groups, there are 6,000 people groups that are considered unreached people groups, meaning less than 2% of the entire population would be considered uh, Christian That's true in Turkey, 75 million people, and there is like less than 1% that are believers in that country. Fact, 2 billion people have never heard the name of Jesus Christ. So as a fellow strategist, and you are asked the question, what is the ultimate goal, knowing that Jesus has given the commission to make disciples of all nations, you know the answer to that. Our answer is all nations, that we would not just be about here, but that God would have us be about out there as well. You say, Steve, how is that going to happen? It's impossible for us to reach all nations. It would be arrogant for us to think that. No, no. We'll never reach all nations at Mission View. But here's what I know. There's this divine chessboard that God is working, and we are upon. And God can move us to Turkey, to Thailand, to India, wherever he wants. And guess what? Every church, he is working the universal body of Christ and he is orchestrating something that is absolutely majestic and beautiful all over this world. But what we have to be is sensitive to what God wants of us in going out. My friends, is it possible that God may have a greater purpose in your life of reaching the nations than you ever thought possible. I believe so. Can't say it
3: any better than that, right? Praise the Lord. Um, I wanted to share a little bit about the offering that we're going to be taking up. So we'll have our normal ties offerings, if you have those. Uh, The way we do that, we don't pass baskets or anything like that, but we do have some boxes in the back. You can just drop those in the boxes on your way out. But a couple weeks ago, I came up here and shared with you an envelope uh, about how we were going to be giving specifically to missions today. So hopefully you've taken that time to just pray about that and... Um, you can just designate that on the envelope that you have towards the missions day and um, drop that in the normal offering box, and we'll separate all those those offerings out in different ways, and they go to the, the right place where they're supposed to go. You know, I hear Steve preach that. Um, before I moved here, I watched him. I, I lost count of how many sermons I, I watched him preach, and And every sermon, I would watch him and hear him say things that just were things I would say and triggered my heart for the gospel. In Mission View, we are a gospel-centered, gospel-driven church. And as Craig was up here telling you stories about lives that have been changed on the mission field, you would clap because your heart was stirred and you were, you were moved by these gospel stories that Craig was sharing. What that means is that we have a gospel inside of us, that we have a testimony about the person of Jesus Christ, that he has changed our lives, and that changes how we live our lives and how we interact with other people. And Matthew, I'm not going to preach, don't worry, we're almost done. But I'm getting excited. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm really excited, right? Jesus says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to the Father who is in heaven. We have this... this Life change, the Spirit of God in us, the Holy Spirit that lives in us, it has changed us. You hear these stories and it stirs us because we have the testimony of Jesus Christ in us. We are a missional people and we're a missional people because the gospel has changed us. Has your life been changed by Jesus Christ? Go ahead and raise your hand. Testify today, right? That is why we go to our neighbors and we go to the people across the street and we go to Tajikistan and we go to Guatemala because Christ has changed us. And he loves people. And he calls us to love people. And what an opportunity we have to be missional. So excited. So excited about that. Well, I just want to remind you, um, Before we sing our last song, the band could come on out. But before we sing our last song, the booths that are out there, there's tons of information. I know that you've heard a ton of information already, but there's details out around all those tables. A lot of our missionary partners are out there, the local ones, of course. But our representatives from the missions teams will be at the tables of our international mission partners that aren't here. They'll be able to answer any questions that you have. We would love for you to learn more about our missionary partners. And as, you know, COVID hopefully subsides a little bit more and more, we are going to be going out onto the mission field and joining and partnering boots on the ground here in the future really soon. So um, go out there and check out all the missionary partners. Let's pray before we sing our last song today. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the good news that Jesus has brought us. And we pray that 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 good news moves on our hearts and changes us and propels us out to share the love of Jesus with everyone that we meet. Help us be a missional people, Father, for your kingdom, for your glory, and for our good. And we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand as we sing our closing song today.